0: ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna.
1: Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now.
0: Welcome, 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 everyone to the Mud and Mud podcast. So we're giggling as we're coming on because I've got visitors in my house, and a, a mm-hmm. little child just wandered past, going ha ha, ha as we're coming <laughs> on. So uh, that may happen again. So just you brace know, yeah. yourself I'll, for it.
1: I love it with you. If you're not expecting it, it's a low key quite creepy. So it's, it's got the of... uh,
0: children's choir at the Liberty vibe yeah, about it, hasn't it? Definitely.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you know, it, it might take you unawares. It might take me unawares, you know. But let's see what happens.
0: So, welcome everybody to the Blood and Mud podcast. We are live on the live stream on the Facebook group for patrons and the Secret Patron YouTube channel. You can have a little look oh, on there. Yeah. This is the this is the podcast that thinks the Lions series after this past week or so maybe should consider going down the Olympic high jump route.
1: <laughs> just splitting the difference, yeah,
0: yeah. Just you know, we've we're won all now. Is there yeah. an option to share to share the medal? <laughs> should we just do that? I think that'll probably be a, a lot of a cleaner. Uh, a lot of a cleaner view from me. i mean I've been asked a question already here.
1: Incredibly controversial question, in my opinion. Uh, is, is Lee in a cardigan? cardigan? No, it's it's a, a,
0: it's a it's a three quarter zip. Can you see it?
1: A big fan of the three quarter zip, which I think shows. I've oh, one quarter zip a certain... is it? One yeah, quarter, quarter zip. zip yeah yeah. Big fan of the quarter zip. It's a very <laughs> it's just an incredibly practical garment.
0: Yes, indeed. Although my dad bought me this, I think about two Christmases ago i wore it for hmm. about a month then forgot i owned it <laughs> and then i've put it on today yesterday today i put it on this week anyway and everyone hmm. in my house has been going on you top where have you had that top from It pretty it, el- it elicits a lot of responses this top. <laughs> it's just a purple i think it's from mns uh, yeah i think it's like blue harbor as well like a proper old man oh, M&S yeah because my dad bought it for me <laughs> and then ben's asking did i get a haircut yes i did i've had yeah, the day did. off today ben i've had the day off so i've had a haircut it's a bit too short I was saying to Josh off uh, air, my Kurdish, my Kurdish barber was being very, very... Um, uh, what's the right word? Unreasonable <laughs> about the Turkish fires that have been happening yeah, in the holiday I mean, areas, shall we say. Let's, let's just
1: say that he's We'll just he's skate over it. it. <laughs> he's enjoying it more than he should. Yeah. <laughs> For reasons which are both Well, you know, I don't want historical. to wade into
0: exactly no. how they must feel about each other and how maybe it's, while not uh, nice, perhaps maybe... An understandable response from him. However, it Indeed. wasn't something I wanted while I was getting my hair cut. Too short, by the way. I think he cut it slightly too short on top because um, because he was get... getting a bit worked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he saw every follicle of my hair as a Turkish person that he wanted to <laughs> do something to. I think. Anyway, well,
1: this is the problem. This is the problem when you allow. You know, if you let a barber start talking, like you know, they can get. A- this is why I prefer absolute silence.
0: Yeah. It's difficult, but it. he's quite heavily accented as well. He's a lovely bloke. Mm. And when you have got the buzz going and he's like talking to you and you can't hear, he said, Well, you've been <laughs> on so today. Going, yeah.
1: Especially with a mask on. It's like, mm,
0: Oh, mm. he's given that up. We've given that up. Oh, I'm sure he has. The barbers moved early to not bother him with masks. But um <laughs> it's actually genuinely quite interesting because he was telling me about how the Kurdistan in, in Iran, in Iraq now, sorry, has its own government, like a bit of an autonomous government. Mm. So it's a Kurdish government, so you don't tend to get as much shit there now. But he was also saying that that's caused a massive problem because it's incredibly. This is his words, not mine. It's incredibly corrupt, and they just give like they just give a national <laughs> industries to members of their own family and things like it's, this. I mean, it's a, to class, it. it's a
1: real classic move. On yeah.
0: the, uh... <laughs> and so, yes, all this story in the book in many ways <laughs> as people transition to new democracies, but are they, indeed. Um, but he says that's why loads of lot load of tur- Kurdish coming over here because the economy is just shagged, basically. Anyway, sorry anyway. about that. Hell of a diversion yeah. on this week of week. It's that we're doing anything to avoid talking about the awfulness that has been this week, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, anyway, I'm Lee. Hello, everybody, and over there, Hi.
1: I'm Josh. Obviously, you know this already.
0: It's, have you, other than that, you know, wading into the filthy waters of what's been happening this week, Josh? Have you done anything else?
1: Um. No, not really. I had a quite, quite a quiet week. I, I did a bit. I got the old uh, hedge trimmer out and went at the uh, various trees and bushes that we've got on the back of the garden here and filled two of those massive fucking refuse sack things. What do they call them? when they got those four little, like, the big plastic, like, square sacks. It's a tonne bag. Like... Yeah, a tonne bag. Yeah, filled a couple of those. The Didn't weigh a tonne, yes. ton, obviously, yeah. but, no. yeah.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I I've got lots of I always have too many ton bags because of the deliveries of like mulch <laughs> and shit I get. And, I never, and we, also when I get logs in the them. winter when I get mm. logs in the winter, they come in ton bags. Yeah. And they end up and you don't want to throw them away because they might come in useful. They end they up are, too, And they, they all
1: are useful, they are fucking
0: they're fucking they are very useful. They Grass clippings go in mine. I put my hedge oh, clippings yeah. in them, all that, you know, like you've done. Um so straight thing happened to me this week, Josh. Mm. And I think it's it's pandemic related. But obviously, I want to qualify this. But I understand this isn't the worst thing that's happened in the pandemic. Pandemic by any by any means. (laughs) Go on, because of the pandemic, and he can draw a direct Mm -hmm. line from the pandemic. I have run out of aftershave. Oh,
1: for the first time
0: that I can remember in my adult life, I've run out of aftershave. Impressive, and it's because I've not been on holiday since twenty nineteen.
1: You haven't had any. I only buy
0: aftershave in the duty free because there's nothing else yeah. to do. And I've not had the chance and I've run out. And now I'm like, fuck, <laughs> do I want this one so, again? Can I even remember what it was called? I've lost the box and the kind of writings come off the bottle.
1: I mean, I think it says a lot about your sort of the pride that you take in yourself, you know, and 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 you, you know, your, and, and, and those in, in the family environment with you that you still continue to fucking wear aftershave for 18 months of a pandemic because I'll level with you. I have not put on a single bit of shave since about February twenty twenty.
0: I think I've had this bottle about five years though, but I do think because uh, I don't yeah. put it on. What you said, I don't put it on very often. I've just come to the end of it in the last two years. I only wear it when I'm going out with my wife, really. So this is the I'm thing, guy,
1: though. If so. if you were going on all day, you'd gone. You'd have been like, well, splashing on every that. night. I might, as well, wouldn't I? might as well just. Well, also, you know, you'd be like, well, I'm getting to the end of this. I better get a new one while we're exactly. In, as well, it's never cheaper. And now nothing.
0: Yeah. So we went out for a movie the night last week. I pulled it out. I was like, shit, I've run out. And then, of course, you go online, you think, fucking hell, aftershave is expensive because when you're because not on holiday, free, it fucking is, mate. Yeah. But well, even if it's not, not cheaper duty free, on holiday, money doesn't exist in the normal realms of time and space, does it? So
1: spending 60, 70, 80 quid on a tiny bottle or something doesn't instantly seem like a fucking ridiculous idea.
0: No. Just cause yeah, then you come home and you go, Fucking hell, I've still got two weeks of the month left and I've got no money left. <laughs> Fucking hell, but it's yeah, but you don't care, do you? So yeah, that's what happened to me this week. I was quite distressed. So I've been I've been having to look at perfume online and stuff. Which is mm. not something I expect to happen. Again, I do stress, not the worst thing that's happened in the pandemic. But, probably not you know, no. of all when they do the whenever the big academic research pieces get done and I get a survey, this will be the any other impact section <laughs> at the end of the question. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which I won't yeah. forget. Yeah.
1: So it's interesting to see you though talking about your your three quarters zip because i mean in in light of us donning vests a couple of weeks mm, ago and and thus yeah. having no more secrets between us and our <laughs> listeners <laughs> um I've just fully given up, and I'm just just wearing a baseball jersey that I can't even I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, but when i when I bought this, I tried it on, and my wife went oh that's 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 nice, it'll look good around the house." And we all know what that means.
0: <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. That's I like, like it, Rachel. I... That's beautifully done. You don't listen to this, I know you don't. My wife no. doesn't. How the fuck would she? But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, beautifully. You know, done.
1: I, the the implication was crystal clear. I'm I'm sort of yeah, you know, I'm, I'm storming. I'm I'm sort of like you know storming and norming in that yeah. horrendous management. Speech. I'm still sort of like processing the sort of reality that I, I shouldn't really wear this out of the house. So I decided I'll go a halfway house and I would just wear it on the internet
0: in front of loads of people instead. Right. So I've got a Kansas City Royals baseball jersey. Mm. They are a weird my, they are a weird garment. Because my wife went to a work thing in Kansas City a few years ago and mm. bought it for me. I've given it to Paddy because he's nineteen, so we can get away mm. with wearing it outside. This is
1: the thing: baseball jerseys are vaguely cool for the kids. Yeah, now weirdly, even though baseball still remains unbelievably niche and non-existent in Britain, it's vaguely in that urban streetwear thing. But I think me wearing a baby blue Tampa Bay Rays jersey is not street or cool. So you know.
0: Anyway, if you want to get in mm. touch with us and tell us about whether you'll wear a baseball jersey outside. Yeah. Then I'm at blood and mud or layatbloodandmud yeah, dot com. And what about you, Josh?
1: Uh, at Josh Gardner uh, and indeed at rocks underscore mag.
0: Yep. Yeah. And Josh at blood and, and mud. Josh at blood and Mud.com. Mud. that now, don't you? Yeah, Have you got yeah, any more through to there? People catching on? No,
1: not yet. Not yet. All right. They've I don't get message, many through on
0: the email. Actually, it's mostly DMs and the Patreon of anything.
1: I mean, yeah. We we, we live in a post email society now, surely.
0: We lost must it, wasn't we? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we're on Apple, we're on ACAST, we're on anywhere else you can find your podcasts, really. Podcasts are available literally everywhere now Spotify. I don't know if we're on Tidal, I don't think so. Probably not. We're on Deezer, I think. Really? Um, Wow. I think so. Is that right? You're
1: going to tell me we're on on Napster next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're on (laughs) LimeWire, if anyone wants to have a look at that. Um, Illegally, with a load of viruses. (laughs) <laughs> yes, your computer will go black and white in a week of using it, but it's there. <laughs> um, right, uh, and we're also on patreon.com. Blood and mud for anyone who wants to come and join in the VIP, get the entire pod, not the edited mm-hmm. version of the pod, each week. Access to the free live stream, which is on now, where you could see my cardigan stroke, not cardigan scenario, um, and all that kind of stuff. Two quid a month or twenty quid for the year if you want to join and get all the extra stuff. But if you want to join and be a special member of the family and get a bio, you can join the VIP lounge, which is five quid a month or fifty quid a year. And if you do join the VIP, you get your bio read out on A. And we've had three this week.
1: Hello. Three.
0: Thank you very much to all of you. First of all, in the I VIP, know, I don't know why I said hello in such a weird way. I know, hello. I know. That's hello. not what's said hello. when you come when you come in. That's not how you don't yeah, get yeah. Josh's face doing that as a video. <laughs> so Anyway, first in this week is Geraint Mm. Smith. Hello, Geraint. Um, Of mixed English and Welsh heritage and parentage. Geraint, talented 1990s outside half, couldn't stand the parental arguments about who he should represent. And so ran away to France at the age of 16, where he qualified on residency. He, alas, never played for France after Olivier Merle ended his career by accidentally falling on him in his first national training camp. With the blue, yeah. Le Bleu. yeah that so that's get right there. The to- the deserting runaway never played for France. French fly half. Thank you, Gary. Lovely stuff. Who've you got, Josh?
1: Uh, I've got a chap named Johnny Rowe, and I mean, pretty obvious, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I see where natu- this is going. Where he's where this He's an unnatural lab-grown spawn of Johnny Hill and Tony Rowe. Uh, <laughs> the only thing more terrifying than his seven-foot size and 25-stone weight as his lock forward is, uh, is his terrible, terrible haircut, which sort of fuses Johnny Hill's mullet with the sort of white, weird fluffiness of Stephen jonesian I'd call it, as in the writer, not the uh, yes Tony Rowe's hair. Imagine those two stuck together. That's what you've got. Uh, and just the expression of both. Combine the hangdog of Johnny Hill with the hangdog of Tony Rowe and the oh. eye bags, and you've got Johnny Rowe right there. Uh, the only thing worse is his genuinely appalling opinions about pretty much everything.
0: We must stress these are, made enge- up bio- en- these are these are made-up <laughs> biographies, say, Johnny. <laughs> I yeah.
1: hope you enjoyed that,
0: Johnny. <laughs> these are works of fiction, but unfortunately your name leads us down a certain path. Yeah. I mean. Finally this week, we've got Jay Miller. I've got hmm. Jay Miller, an AFL convert to Rugby Union, who fell foul of the A.R.U. suits when he point blank refused to wear a shirt with sleeves when selected I mean, for the Wallabies.
1: Who can fucking blame him? Frankly, Imagine, that'd I be think great, that, wouldn't it? Is there a rule that? Because obviously players can wait. Started off wearing long sleeves, and then short sleeves were allowed. And, and then no- loads
0: of French props and every and David Soul and the like in the nineties would cut their sleeves off. Yeah. I'm assuming so, to prevent binding on the sleeve, I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: So, presumably, is, is there a rule about could a team, you know, like how, was it, was it Senegal in the World Cup in 2002?
0: It was. Sen- no, Cameroon. This, it was Cameroon.
1: Cameroon. Who had the sleeveless jerseys and yes. FIFA kicked, or it was African Cup of Nations, some like that. It was one, any one of those major tournaments and FIFA kicked the fuck off. Was like yes. no, you've got to have sleeves on a shirt. Sorry, men have Which... to wear
0: more clothes. Women must wear less clothes under pain of disqualification. <laughs> is what we That's found, rather the world's a fucked up place. No, obviously, but you know, even was it last week the volleyball team who said yeah. no, sorry, you've got to wear fucking yeah. tiny knickers.
1: Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Anyway, speaking of clothes, uh, Phil Jones says I'm not allowed to wear my Colorado Avalanche reverse retro ice hockey jersey outside the house. And look. Phil, you're a man of a certain age, as we all are. There comes a point where you've got to accept that just, if you're going to wear a sports jersey, it's an indoor item. I also bought a ice hockey jersey quite recently. And again, even before I tried it on, she was just like, what is that? This doesn't look like your normal things. It's not. It's got long sleeves. It looks even
0: worse. My my wife went big on the sport thing. Mm -hmm. Um, No, this is what I've got mixed up. She bought Paddy a Kansas City Royals baseball shirt, and that was fine. She bought mm. me a Kansas City Chiefs shirt.
1: Oh, awkward.
0: Which I then didn't really wear. And it's got the oh, it's the, the dead guy's name on the back. Derek, what's his name? Oh, oh I can't remember his name. We died in a car crash. Anywho. Him. Anywho, yes. And I was like, I can't wear this. It's red. I like it. I'm not really into Kansas City Chiefs, but whatever. It's nice. So I had to give it away. Uh, see. So, and on so reflection. Paddy's got that now, and he can wear that out. <laughs> There you go.
1: Although you know, it's a very compl- politically, it's a very complicated, controversial jersey at the moment. So you know,
0: it is. But they are at least trying, aren't they?
1: <laughs> On some level, they're trying. They are yeah.
0: showing a dialogue, and they've yeah. stopped the clothing and the drums. And basically, said, you won't get in the fucking stadium if you wear any of that shit anymore. However, they're yeah. still doing the song, aren't they?
1: They are. Yeah. Although they're not the Atlanta Braves, so they're not. They're still not the worst at the
0: moment. The Atlanta Braves have made it even worse by just saying, we promise not to do it when that Native American pitcher who plays for another team is pitching. <laughs> yeah, Not we just... not actually for the entire game and he's in the stadium, just when yeah. he's pitching, because that would yeah. be very offensive. And
1: also, it's it's like they're saying, yeah, we know it's racist and offensive, but we just like it, so we're going to keep doing it. But if there happens to be somebody who might be... You know, who that racism is directly aimed at, we will have the decency to only do it behind his back on television.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> it's wild. Anyway. Um, oh, there you sport, go. Eh? Right. So there you go. That's the patreon.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can um, go down there and get yourself involved. Thanks to everybody, by the way, who commits to that and sticks with it because it is. Lovely Indeed. and keeps us going and all that. And we hope that we've been something resembling value for money in these last couple of years. I during do all hope this so. madness. And we're going to try and mm. keep doing doing that as well. You're okay.
1: Value for money because Sam Ashworth says, Law 4.2 A player wears a jersey, shorts, and underwear, socks, and boots. The sleeve of a jersey must extend at least halfway from the shoulder point to the elbow. It's interesting that they specify the use of underwear so you can't play rugby commando. That's interesting to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> girls can though obviously yeah not obviously, rugby yeah. other sports no. though yeah. yeah now then we begin as we always begin do we not Josh absolutely with a player spotted Dave McGee reaches out via the patron messaging service hi Dave to share this he says hey I'm not sure if it counts but I kind of have a player spotted well we'll we'll be the judge of that now Dave. we will I played for St. Mary's RFC up to under 19's level uh and we were having a gaffe to celebrate winning a final in the last game most of us would have played together. I think you're giving your age away there, Dave, because I only know what a gaff is because my <laughs> children have them. I know it's what they call a house party now.
1: Uh, really? Is that what they
0: call it? Yes, I'm just... going to a gaffe as opposed to I'm going to a house. That means I'm going to a party in a house. Oh, right.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll right. I just learned something.
0: Well, there you go, yeah. yeah. So that's what a gaffe is, yeah. Most of the people from the club who would become internationals, so Johnny Sexton, Jack McGrath and all, played for the posh private school and would join the club after, while we were made up of the, re- the reject non-fee-paying schools in the area. After getting <laughs> way too drunk from constantly being handed a trophy full of alcohol, I was offered a slice of pizza by Ulster and Ireland prop Eric O'Sullivan. Lovely. In an excellent bit of shithousery, the box turned out to be empty. He just simply wanted something to take it off his hands and he kept doing this trick throughout the night until it worked. So you were the one who fell for Eric <laughs> O'Sullivan's frankly fucking terrible joke, Dave. Yeah.
1: One of the genuinely one of the worst jokes. One imaginable. of the worst I mean,
0: practical jokes are shit. Yeah. As a ver- on a very on a base level. They're terrible. Mm. Yeah. And this is like probably At the end, when you think about the practical joke spectrum goes to go straight to hell (laughs) to that's fucking awful. That's down in the go straight to hell end of the spectrum. I I think so,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, he's a 1A, Eric O'Sullivan. They'll be having that on TikTok. I mean,
1: they're going to love that in, you know, rugby's greatest bantery moments or whatever the fuck.
0: Honestly, practical jokes enrage me. (laughs) If they're ever done, I get fu- not only do I not find them funny, I, 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 I get fuming, which of course just makes them even more funny to the people who've done them.
1: This is very, very true. Although I do, I do agree. I mean, I hate any sort of like overtly staged fun, but like practical jokes just are annoying.
0: Have you got anything that like really, things like that, that really fucking enrage you? I'll give you an example. I mm. fucking hate being drawn on. Like With, like, a biro. Yeah. If I get biro on my hands or something, I'm, like, honestly absolutely fuming. Loads of people like the kids do it and stuff, don't they? I'd have put mm. them in a fucking home if they started drawing on me with biro. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. Like, unreasonably so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of hate most things in that <laughs> way. <laughs> but,
0: like... I don't know why I've asked this. We could be here sometime. I mean,
1: it's, yeah, what did you expect me to say? But um, yeah, I don't know. I do kind of just, I don't know. Yeah, I I hate any sort of like attempt to make me do something I don't want to do. Like if somebody's like, oh, go on, it's just for a laugh or something like that. Or like
0: wearing the England shirt on your stag do. Yeah, a perfect example yeah. of that
1: is, yeah, wearing the England shirt on my stag do. Like, no, I don't want to do it. It's why would you yeah. do that? And like the, I, I despise a peer pressure to be, to ridicule yourself. I just, no, <laughs> no fucking, no interest. in. I don't really help mate. doing that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I'm, really I'm good either. enough on my own. I don't need an it's outward fight.
0: demonstration of it. I'm doing it internally most of the time. <laughs> exactly. Thank you most of the
1: time. All the time. In fact.
0: And we all? Ugh. But you, the only thing that really unreasonably angers me is the, hmm. the sound of cutlery hitting hard floor like no, so yeah. knocks like something knocks like a fork off a table, and it hits <laughs> tile. I kind of it jars sort of... me into like quite it's low level fury.
1: Right, that's really interesting. I mean, I I don't know how like how often I've even
0: heard that noise. Well, you've not had children, no. So it's I all guess. just a symbol of really. I think it's a deep seated <laughs> thing because it's an elemental symbol of kids fucking about when they should be eating. I think, and, and I can't escape it now.
1: I'm starting to hear. I'm starting to sense kind of the root of things a little bit here. I think, you know. Yes.
0: Maybe that's anyway. what it. Is. Yeah. Kids because it's kids that would do it, et cetera. Why have you I turned your camera off? Kids... Are you going to get a fork to throw at the floor while we're live on air? You better not be. Uh,
1: I've got no idea. My cameras <laughs> just died. Uh, oh. Fucking. Who knows? Anyway, let's continue while I. We have to continue. To <laughs> while this there, yes. Right. So. Hear that... some rustling of wires, readers. Yes. Readers, listeners, whatever.
0: So that's play spotted. Thank you very much, Dave. And thank you for mm-hmm. uh, that. That was a terrible practical joke. So I hope Eric's got a bit better than since then. Shall we talk oh, about some news? Uh, yes, let's talk about some news. <laughs> do you want to pause while you try and figure out what's happening with your camera? No, <laughs>
1: I'm all over it. Let's do this. Da-da-da. It's still plugged in? in. It's still plugged in. I don't get it. It's still plugged in. Anyway, I'll try and see if I can get it back.
0: Do some news. Okay, News. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Sinclair has been cited uh, the only sighting yes, yes. the only sighting from that game always oh, back yes
1: bafflingly um, <laughs> i mean it just shows really that world rugby's disciplinary process is just very silly now isn't it it's a mess like let's go through the red card incidents that's what six
0: six red card incidents I think so. I've tried to stay away from overanalyzing it. To be honest, it's just too depressing. The game itself had enough to worry about without getting into all that. So, well,
1: indeed. But like, it's just—I don't know, man. I just—I find it really confusing that, like, you know, this sick they was sick. I—I I, I counted them, and there's about six red car defenses in that game. You know, make a Vinopolo shoulder on its own was about three red cards
0: and I don't know I just uh, it's, it's it baffles me it genuinely does yeah so singler has been cited and it seems a lot of it which was the you know plot twist it wasn't the the biting everyone was talking about i'm not surprised <laughs> yeah. a hog i'm not surprised at all a hog one isn't um cited because I don't see how in the middle of that melee anyone could get enough evidence from that video that there was any biting going on I don't I do no, a, a prima facie case at all to be answered there, in all of
1: us. No, I completely agree. Um and it just sort of it just made you realise that um there's just what we, I don't understand it. We've all
0: like, your changes I'm, of angles on this video, by the People who can't know, I've see I've it. Got, it's like it's like a, a, yeah, it's like a it's like a 2000s DVD where you can pick which <laughs> camera angle you watch is great. But yeah, go on, sorry.
1: Uh, Gordon McCracken says which part of the Savior World doctrine covers chewing on someone's arm like an Alsatian. Yeah, I wonder what anime manga things he's gonna have to watch to uh, he's gonna have to uh, learn
0: comics. a lot of stuff, isn't he? He's gonna have to isn't learn he? a lot of comic <laughs> shit. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like make a Vunipola's shoulder to even Edsbeth's head was a clear red card. Like, yes. the Colbert yellow card was a red card. His...
0: I'm amazing that's not been cited. Because, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, the idea that that isn't worthy of a red card or all is worthy of more consideration that it should be looked at as that. Yeah. Like, bizarre. the fact that
1: not yeah. nobody else even got a sighting commissioner's warning <laughs> for future. Like, that. the Colbert, yeah, the, the head-on-head hit on Curry was a red card. Duan van der Movers tackle that knocked... Peter Stefti Toy out of the game, easily be a yellow, could even be a red. Mm. Maru Itoje going full fucking knee drop on Damien Dillende. Mm. That's bizarre Could be well, a red. Yeah. You know, Faf's fucking swinging arm on Connor Murray. You know, all of the... Like... And yet, you know, I can only assume that they must be able to match Carl Sinclair's fucking dental records to the marks on Mustard's arm. Or something I hope they're like not
0: that. using that bloke off the Innocence Files documentary. Yeah, exactly. If you watched him? That Rich, bloke who was sat yes, in a Confederate dodgy. bar.
1: Dodgy <laughs> cat, that guy. Um, but yeah, like if those incidents marked not not even a sighting, uh like or, or even a warning, like they must have Carl Sinkler banged a fucking rights, and if they do fair play, through the book at him. But like all the they other They say a lot, are on, so... a lot of it's on a
0: lot of it's on testimony, testimony and physical evidence, aren't they? So obviously mm-hmm. Mostert's saying he clearly bit me, and then there's marking on the arm. There's not much all I can assume is as well with the with the hog thing is that maybe LaRue's come out and said, no, he didn't. He kind of, yeah, he just rubbed his face. Because it looked to me like he was trying to push his arm. Because, you know, it's like when your arms are tied up in a melee like that and somebody's bringing their arm up towards your face. It looks like he was just trying to push his head down to yeah, in did. a futile look, attempt you know, to stop his, his arm coming was,
1: up. His mouth was there. And, you know, while I'm not excusing Carl Sinclair at all, if he bit Mustard, it's like... What is fucking Mustard's arm doing, plowing into Carl Sinclair's face in a ruck in a place where he can bite him in the first place? Well, it depends. Like there was all sorts of it's, shit. It, it's going arm on. to
0: mouth or mouth to arm and all that, isn't it? Or yeah. anyway, even if, you, even if your arm's near somebody's mouth, you don't open it and then bring your teeth down on it, do you? No, yeah. So
1: and yeah, yeah absolutely. And if he's you know done it, fucking hell, he's going to get banned for a long time and rightly so. But I
0: don't know. It's almost like, like they want they want. I don't know, I hope this isn't it, but it's almost like they're trying to find ways to not cite it. A hundred percent
1: that, I think. Well, we, you know, we've we've heard the sort of rumblings coming out from from coaches, from Joe Schmidt, the pressure that they put on World Rugby to kind of basically wind the clock back a bit to before they cared about these sort of things because they have no interest in changing... You know, coaches have no interest in changing the way that they're coaching players to actually tackle or do anything. And so World Rugby's in the sort of awkward position where they keep being hard on it and give loads of fucking red cards and suspensions and people are constantly whinging about it or if they just forget about it and hope that people have learned enough, which they clearly fucking haven't. And, you know, we'll talk about the Rassie thing in a minute, but I think equally... Razzie putting pressure on Ben O'Keefe, the poor fucking TM, the, um, sighting commissioner, who's a just a bloke from fucking Kenya, who probably <laughs> doesn't even get paid for this. Um, doesn't get paid very much. I volunteered for he... this. Well, yeah. Do you imagine, do you honestly think this poor fucking bloke, <laughs> you know, because he's going to want to make himself front page news in South Africa this week by, you know, fucking banning Cheslin Colby for the last test or whatever, you know, it's, yeah, these things are all cumulative, but yeah, you know, the, the lawsuits are coming, <laughs> you know, with every week we get more and more information about these law, you know, and World Rugby now looks like an organisation that's just letting players get away with reckless and dangerous play, which fucking hell, that is not going to play And, and well. I
0: think the Mako one is the most egregious example, to be honest. 100%, yeah. It's the most,
1: it's the did. most red card of all the red cards in the Northern Hemisphere. That is a red card every single day. And the fact yeah. that it wasn't even spotted during the game is fucking bananas.
0: Um Facebook user says I'm pretty sure Sinkler doesn't wear a gum shoe when he plays with an arm. it'd be easy to match. I, 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 you need to watch the innocence files on Netflix. They're really not easy to match. <laughs> All yeah. that stuff's been blown out of the water completely, pretty much. Yeah, in but, fact,
1: uh, if they try to pin it pin it on Sinkler with that, I mean he should get yeah. the bloke who's off that Innocence file. <laughs> or just just bring a DVD of the Innocence of just bring Netflix on a laptop instead of biscuits.
0: That that dental bloke on that convicted a guy for the murder of a of a of a child that was found in a river because the the, yeah. the, the marks the bite marks on her arms absolutely match this guy's dental records. And when the it all came out, they reckon that all the marks on her arms were caused by fucking crayfish in the swamp yeah. or something, or some kind of biting fish
1: or something. It remains one of the most horrendous fucking documentaries
0: <laughs> I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. Every one of them, you just like, fucking For hell.
1: hell. Yeah. Yeah. How has this happened?
0: And it must um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I won't go into that. Speaking so, of Worth a watch if you've not watched it, is what I'll say.
1: Definitely cool. is. Uh, speaking of discipline, uh, yeah. just before we came on air, um, Razi Erasmus has been formally uh, charged with... Um, A Breach of World Rugby Regulation 18, uh, Misconduct and Code of Conduct. Uh, I'll read the whole thing. I might as well. Go. Uh, South Africa Director of Rugby Erasmus and SA Rugby will face uh, an independent misconduct hearing for comments regarding match-official performance during the test series between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions. Match-officials are the backbone of the sport, and without them there is no game. World Rugby condemns any public criticism of their selection, performance, or integrity, which undermines their role. The well-established and trust based coach officials' feedback process and, more importantly, the values at the heart of the sport. Hashtag rugby values. Um, having conducted a full review of all available information a week too late, uh, World Rugby is confirmed, concerned that individuals from both teams have committed, have commented sorry, on the selection and or performance of match officials. However, the extensive direct nature of the comments made by Razi Erasmus within a video address in particular meets the threshold to be considered a breach of Regulation 18. Uh, and will now be considered by an independent disciplinary panel. The and panel will be confirmed in due course. World Rugby has reminded the management of both teams of the importance of this area and their obligations regarding the values of the sport. In order to protect the integrity of the sport and its values, World Rugby will also undertake a review of the Code of Conduct relating to incidents of this nature with a view to strengthening the scope rules and sanctions. Uh, As with any test series, South Africa is a showcase of rugby that generates excitement and blah, blah, blah rugby values. Um, Rugby, rugby values. I mean, um, yeah. This should well, have. Why did this take six days?
0: <laughs> yeah, um,
1: it was pretty fucking obvious. In, I uh, you know, and as Phil Lewis says the both sides the cunt the spineless arseholes. Yeah,
0: um, the fact well, that they've had the temerity well, to say, you know, as a, as a matter of fact, there were comments from both camps about. Selections of officials or of conduct of officials. That I think that's. a this is very of, true. Of fact. I do it was think before that. Before the test series, Gatland hasn't made any points publicly about the Yonker thing. However, like six media outlets did have a similar, well, you know, non-attributable no, quote. Every,
1: everybody's commented off the Telegraph piece, which said that he was furious, and to be honest, he, he was entitled to be furious. No, and I'm, su- I'm sure. He fu- and, never and said d- who he was furious at. And we he's can talk maintained about on the weekend yeah. that he was furious with World Rugby for not having a Plan B, which is what Robin McBride said in the uh, in the press conference the next day that they they were just shocked that World Rugby didn't have a better plan, which yeah. I think we all were.
0: Indeed, and what I'm saying is is that as a matter of fact, that is true. That both but both camps have made some kind of comments about either officials' conducts or selection processes. However, there is a fucking what you're alluding to, a million miles away from saying, I'm not sure how this has come about to the entire conduct of, well, it's, it's, you've got to say it's the coaching hierarchy of, of, of SI, SA last week. Because you've also got to look at the fact that um, there's a lot of fucking choreography and research and, and clever ploying going on here from the SA point of view. In the video itself, when Razic, says, well, there's no rule. It says a director of rugby can't be a, a water carrier. So they've obviously spent a bit of time going, oh, actually, yeah, I could, couldn't I? I could just go on the, yeah. It's completely yeah. against the spirit of what a water carrier is meant to be doing and the whole yeah. idea of separation from coaching on the field. And I know they've always radioed down, but it's that's a hell of a difference, isn't it? Um, yeah. So they've basically Especially deliberately loopholed the fuck out of that, haven't they?
1: Yeah. And, the, you know, let's not forget that this isn't just Razzie Erasmus, you know. We've had officials at the SARU saying that, you know, Gatland sort of was thinking offended the dignity of the fucking series and all this for things he didn't say.
0: That was Stick, the one of the assistant coaches. Stick, yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, it's like you say, it's coordinated and it's planned. And like
0: uh,
1: this was all very funny when we did this last week wasn't it? the whole? No, fucking I mean, everyone loves things. a
0: bit of mischief, and I've got a lot yeah. of time for that. I think yeah. a little bit of that, da- especially in the social media world, a little bit yeah, of yeah, mischief, yeah. that's fine. I can live with that. You well, know? I think
1: that's where, you know, a lot of people thought thought what that's what Razzie Erasmus was, was sort of a bit of a kind of mischievous, you know, a, ultimately a good... And we've all watched Chasing the Sun, and he's an mm. executive producer of that documentary, and on reflection obviously it's painting a picture of him that he wants to be painted, which is that he is, you know, a decent, you know, a sort of canny little fucking trickster, you know, guy. Everybody enjoys the company of, and everybody feels like they, you know, even though he's not, he's being a bit of a shit house, he does it with a smile and a bit of a wink and everybody enjoys it. Yeah. And what they've done this all he's done this week is shown that that is just the publicly acceptable face of a bit of a cunt, <laughs> to
0: be frank. <laughs> well, it seems that way, doesn't it? And, and I think what's worse about it is is that that kind of, oh, thank you very much for sharing this video. That's very interesting sort of thing. Just a little that, you know, you could say it's all part, you know, the thin end of the same wedge in a way. But then for him, he's obviously then, you know, that, that hour long video didn't come out and it, it was leaked. After yeah. any challenges, it if was you leaked.
1: Watched... It was leaked, but it was leaked by somebody with an email address that was oh, the yeah. owner of a video production company that works with both has worked with both the SARU and Supersport for twenty years.
0: But there is definitely a kind of there is a clear it's... strategy of plausible deniability. One hundred percent
1: plausible deniability yeah. all over the shop. But I'll tell you what, it is, and you know we know that. Razzy Rasmus likes to ferment a bit of a personality cult around himself and a bit of a mythos, as many coaches do. Mm. And it's not like Lions tours don't usually come, you know, pre-baked with some fucking scandal in there. You know, Justice for Backies in 09, James Horwell stamping on Aliwin Jones' face in 2013, Speargate in 2005. Mm. You know, there's usually some mad press and some fucking nastiness at some point in a tour. But this is this isn't some complaints at a press conference or some angry columnists raging at each other. This is the director of rugby, the reigning world Champions, complete with the full support and assistance of his union and the host broadcaster using basically the same sort of disinformation tactics and tools and methods that brought the world to Trump and Brexit to create effectively alternate facts that suit their agenda and an alternate, Reality that they then use to smear and demean and bully anybody that might challenge that narrative and the sort of the power of, and you know more than that reality is now that's Razzy Erasmus's fucking legacy in rugby union because there's no putting this back in the bo- bottle now. You know, South African fans probably feel pretty smug about how basically everything that Razi Erasmus did last week worked, but. We'll see how they feel when the All Blacks use that in the Rugby Championship, or when Ireland and Scotland make a nice little dossier that gets published before they meet them in the that's, Rugby World Cup. And that's
0: why it's crucial that whatever this hearing ends up doing, it has to come down. I don't know what I don't know what the the, the sanction is for breaching Article 18 or whatever, but they need to make it very clear that um that that they, you know find a way of getting the message: that this is just not acceptable. I and also actually, you know. I don't like hashtag rugby values because it's taken too far, but I, I really do hope there's a collective view from most people in in, in coaching positions that aren't registered. Really, and a bit like Warren Gatlin's come out this week and said, no, no I won't be doing that sort of thing. No. That everyone just kind of goes, yeah, all right, he's done that, but no, we all have to fucking decide and self-police this to say that's just completely not what we want to be doing. Because actually, this isn't a stab at world rugby. That was an hour-long diatribe at Nick Berry. Yeah. Is what who that is, was, and actually, who's who a thirty-seven-year-old
1: sure, fucking match official? Did like, his
0: level best, and yeah, it, and, it, it, and, and it, it let's not
1: beat around the bush. Had a good game, and got most things right.
0: Yes, and when you actually analyze it, it's not as straightforward as that. And also, what I hated about the the Razzie visit video, in many ways, uh, what what I hated about it, there were some hilarious bits, like him saying, "If I'm going to get in trouble for this, I'll tell, I'm saying I'm doing it in my personal capacity while sat there in full springbok. Spring. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That made me giggle, but um. The it it was the the way he was saying. I think this man is incompetent and wrong, but doing it in a really shitty, mealy-mouthed. I'm not saying that it, you know, Nick. Bit, just, Nick like, I'm not saying Nick little, Barry's
1: a cheat. Yeah, but you I may just think need that. a little
0: bit more explanation as to why he's maybe yeah. made this decision. No, what you're saying is is that you think he's wrong, and you're trying to show him up. And actually, this is not. I mean, and we see is- on this podcast, don't we, and say somebody's mm-hmm. had a bad game. Of course we do. People do that all the time. But the idea, like your point, of the, the head coach of the world champions and his rugby yeah. union and his the broadcaster can collude together to create effectively a, a, char- a part of character assassination, yeah. part of complete deacon's demolition of, of a bloke who's probably just doing his, doing his best to make a decision.
1: Yeah. And amazing imagine if he... World
0: Rugby did that about a player, by the way. Yeah. Well, it, imagine it, if
1: World Rugby did that about a coach.
0: Imagine if, imagine if um, a video analysis of a player, of everything they did wrong, which I'm sure happens in this world, um, was made public. Yeah. A video analysis session of a performance by a number 10 or something mm. was made public. That's effectively what's happened here. Yeah. And not it's just using the stuff
1: that we see on the broadcast, but stuff that we see that the teams use for analysis. And properly, the fucking Monday morning video nasty was just released. And, you know, it would be unacceptable. And, and Ben Russell said, you know, the implica- the implication that with the way that he talked to Khaleesi, you know, the sort of, again, the unspoken thing that he spoke to Alan jones different to how he speaks to Khaleesi. There's a dog whistle there that we all fucking heard. And it was ugly as fuck. And that you know that shit is you know I I said it was like out of the Trump and Brexit book, but that shit is pure Trump. It is mm. pure. I'm not going to say that thing. I'm not going to say these are. But you know, but everybody knows that. You might think that I don't think that. Of course, some people might think she's a criminal. I don't think she's a criminal. You know, it's that. May, it's it that. was
0: it was an entire hour of you may say that, but I couldn't possibly comment. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. And it's you know, the reason that, you know, everyone outside of South Africa in the rugby world has been incensed by this is because it is it isn't like what Warren Gatlin did. It isn't like what any coach has ever done before. In any sport. This is the thing. I can't think of like I've in the NFL, in the NBA, in the baseball and football, I can't think of any situation. The closest thing might be Rafa Benitez and his facts thing. But even, you know, <laughs> that was just some fucking spreadsheets. You know, it wasn't an hour-long diatribe about how, you know, basically a- an individual ref is a total, you know, is basically yeah. biased and a prick. <laughs> was the fu- was the fucking subheading. And I thought it was And really the way that it's all
0: been dressed up then is that, oh, this is just meant to be sent to World Rugby. This is you know yeah. never meant to be this way i can't well, believe this responsible is good it's, for it's this good and... it's
1: positive. we should be having these kind of open dialogues in the game of rugby no we fucking shouldn't no we absolutely fucking shouldn't <laughs> no because
0: and there's also yeah, the assumption help. that there isn't referee assessments and that you know i reckon yeah, well, more than literally. any probably more than any other people in the game probably i think referees are putting through the room 100% they're not yeah. beyond i did a bit of a thing around i mean seeing that because it's the same thin end of the wedge, I've had a go at rest, we've had a go at rest we have. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I thought, well, I need to probably pat that in really because you know yeah, same. if that's what it becomes, ever, I'm gonna maybe dial this down a bit. However, yeah, we're I gonna have some discussions about, about, about decisions today, but I think there's a difference yeah. between sort of saying I thought he had a bad game or whatever, but but then to meticulously do that in public from when we're fucking nobodies, let's be honest. So um,
1: Yeah, we're not fucking we're not the director of rugby of the world champion springboks. You know, it's, I thought it was really interesting. Friend of the pod, Jamie Wall tweeted this morning. I thought it was very good where he just said the light, the irony of the lines versus box series is that it's supposed to be a celebration of rugby's perceived sanctimonious values. Instead, it's turned into a massive insight into rugby's actual values, duplicity, manipulation, and greed.
0: Yeah. Cause and, the lines is meant to be a throwback to all that's good, isn't it? And then what you get yeah. is this. Yeah. And to be honest, and
1: you know, I genuinely think that, like, you know, certainly from conversations that I've had with friends who like rugby over the last few days, like the Lions concept might finally be dead, and it's Razzie and the South African Rugby Union that's finally killed it. Because
0: I I wouldn't want to do any hot takes right now. What I would hope. And what I would hope is that I understand how there's a lot of emotion now, and it's a weird old time in the world as well and all that. And I would hope that when this calms down and there's that disciplinary procedure completes, that a lot of people in South Africa who have been particularly weirdly you know, vocal about this in a strange way might take some time and go, yeah, maybe oh. that's not the way we want to do things and not the way we want people to represent our game to do things either. Because I, I wouldn't so. want it. I mean, if Eddie Jones did this, I would like to think that most England fans would be going, that is a fucking disgrace. If Gatland you shouldn't be doing thing. that.
1: If Wayne Pivak had done the same thing, I'd be saying Wayne Pivak should fucking quit or Warren Gatland should fucking quit.
0: I can definitely say if Eddie Jones had said that, I would be saying that's a disgrace. The <laughs> and you, RF, you, need to, to you need to do something about it. Yeah, Yeah. But I
1: just think, like, are you looking forward to the third test after Saturday now? Because um, the rugby's been borderline unwatchable. I mean, we'll
0: get on to the game in the... in the, And uh, we've had a side dish there, now maybe. of
1: toxic misinformation, abuse and slander. And like, oh, the pinnacle of the sport. Brilliant. Like like you said, the Lions concert relies on the goodwill and the camaraderie of any everyone involved. And like can we really even pretend that's a thing after this? Like after all the efforts that the unions, the sponsors, the players, the staff, the fucking doctors, the hotel, workers, hundreds if not thousands of people have killed themselves in the last year to make this tour happen, that by rights never should have, certainly not in South Africa. And yet we kept being told they were were desperate to have the Lions there this year. And even if they couldn't, you know, have fans there and they'd lose the money that they get from the, you know, it was just important to them that it was on South African soil, you know, it was so important. And then what? To have the head coach of the Lions publicly accused of destroying the dignity of the series, to have players and coaches, like, exposed to insults and abuse the likes of which we've never seen before, in a manner we've never seen before, encouraged by the fucking so-called hosts. I'll need four years to get the taste of this fucking massive shit that South Africa has taken on the concept of the Lions out of my mouth. And even then, I don't know what I'll do with it. And, and we a lot saying, of people seem to feel the
0: same. Yeah, we were saying. Well, the sad thing is, we were saying before the test series started, hasn't it been great. It's been a bit mad and ramshackle in a way. Yeah, but the test it's, series will, you know, about you know. But yeah, yeah. And
1: the test series will be the real fucking thing. And instead, yeah. the test series has been toxic from start. So answer to answer your question,
0: am I looking forward to the third test? I'm struggling to do it right now. Mainly, though, I'll be honest, not because of all this. I mean, because I can, I can, I can hopefully let that go if we have a quiet week. You know, um, mm. which I'm hoping we will once the sightings are out the way the, the sighting is out of the way. Um I'm struggling to get excited because and we'll come on to this because it was brilliantly grim that game in some ways. I didn't not enjoy it. I don't it, know if I need another 18 minutes. I wouldn't though. fancy another 120 <laughs> minutes of it, by the way. Yes, um, well. Which we'll come on to in a bit. So it's um
1: So yes. Uh, yeah. Razzie he gets himself charged, um having and you know it'll be interesting to see that I was. I thought it was very interesting that Austin Healey said that he's been touting himself around Europe, um, even before this came around for director of rugby jobs. And part, and a big part of me has wondered if this is all a way for him to step away from South African rugby, which, as we all know, is uniquely insane in terms of its politics. For him no, to be it's, able it, to leave, because yeah, he's you know he's really all, he's really there in the video saying you know if you don't like this I'll step down. And it's like, well, of course, people are not going to like this fucking Rassi. He knew that. It's almost like this is his way to leave without A, leaving in disgrace when he gets sacked, when he loses some games, but also that nobody's the, you know, the bad guy is world rugby and the rest of the rugby world that has forced him into this awful situation. And he still gets to have his sort of messianic treatment in South Africa, but can go off and earn a fuckload more money in Europe again. We'll see.
0: And I said, the thing that I found really galling about it on top of the entire thrust of it was the the really awful, disingenuous tone of it all. Yeah, Just say you think he's a cheat and just say you think he's not up to the job. Because instead of doing this hour-long mealy-mouth, I just want an explanation thing. Fuck off.
1: And actually, that's what I I thought
0: he was better than. I thought he'd just yeah. come out and just say what he thought as opposed... I wouldn't have agreed with it but I've had more respect for it because it was just so... That was the thing. When he was
1: doing stupid shit on Twitter... It lacked um, character I thought. Yeah, when he was doing his stupid shit on Twitter, it was funny because it was like, well, you know, <laughs> Razzy's kind of in a slightly, you know, roundabout shit ass way but he's still being upfront about things that he thinks happened and was, you know, quite clear about it. Yeah. But like, yeah, as you say, that it was entirely disingenuous the whole thing and it I I lost, and then he's any... going to sit
0: there and say, "Oh, I didn't know this was just meant to be for world rugby." So it's like, "Oh, do yeah. you know what? Just fuck off," because yeah. genuinely, I thought you're a, a, you know, anybody who gets to a top head job like that has a certain amount of ruthlessness and conniving about them. I guess mm. I just I just didn't want to be shown it quite so obviously, and it's going to and it's going to continue now through this disciplinary procedure, isn't it? He's going to have yeah, a big he's con- in this he will be thrown behind him, yeah, embarrassed, it'd be all that stuff, so. Yeah, it so will all much
1: be become... plausible deniability, but I'm not a court of law. I don't need to have that level of fucking thing. And I've Yeah. the great the large amount of respect that I had for Razzie Erasmus 7 days ago uh is gone for good.
0: Yeah. I'm still yeah, I'm I'm struggling to not to be in that position with you to be honest. Um right, so that's that, I guess. The reason why we didn't do the preview last Thursday, in, in May, I had a, a few things come up last minute, but also because of that, I'd not had a chance to watch the video and it mm. was out that day. And I didn't want to do a preview and not talk about it in any way because I don't have the time to watch it. So that's why we kind of knocked it on the head last Thursday. So,
1: and also, I, I think I was I was just quite depressed about was what that was going on. Well. And I don't like, think well, it would have been uh, a very uh, fun uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, not that this is. Unlike
0: what... normally, because we're a fucking barrel laugh, yeah. aren't we? Normally. So,
1: uh... <laughs> I was thinking of making a. a a video today of the, like the father said, I hear a racist now father thing, but like sort of putting in, (laughs) I hear you're respecting the world rugby's process now father thing, but I just couldn't bring myself to be funny tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe next week.
0: Last bit of news related to this. Dwayne Vermeulen's back.
1: Yes. uh, You know, they're saying that he's back in the cap mainly because, you know, they've got a rugby championship in a week and, you know, he hasn't played in a while. And, you know, they've brought in Roscoe Speckman and Andy Dupriar and uh, a couple of other players as well. If I've learned anything from the last week, it's that when a Springbok coach says something, it's probably a lie. So I pencil him in <laughs> to start at number eight this week, everybody. Uh,
0: yes. So that is the news, such yes. as it was. Shall we talk about the game now? Yes. Or well, the weekend, if there's anything else to talk about from the weekend. So we're going to talk mm. about the weekend. We say goodbye to our non patron listeners at this point. So, bye bye. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna.
1: ACast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now.
0: That's the end of the weekend. We welcome back our non patron listeners. Hello, everybody. Um, I will make the we've just been talking about the MLR and, and, the, mm. and how it's entertaining and, and that other game on Saturday wasn't, obviously. Um, although we have lots to talk about from it. So as we go into shit, God, I'll start with my shit and it's an old one, but I'll make the point again. Shit for me is pundits and ex pros of a certain era. Once again, demonstrating that on the same level as a fan who goes to the pub to watch a six nations game by stating that all of rugby needs the rules changing to prevent (laughs) that lions game happening. (laughs) And once again, demonstrating they've only bothered their ass to watch two games in the last fucking four months. And and the, and the evidence from those two games didn't merit their artistic approval. So, therefore, all of rugby is doomed and needs to be changed. Case in point, obviously didn't watch the MLR final this weekend. Yeah. Obviously didn't watch any of the playoffs in the Premiership. No. Obviously didn't even watch some of the fucking Rainbow Cup, quite frankly. Some of that was a laugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, not. I like remember this... those days, Josh. The Rainbow oh, Cup. Honestly. The beautiful, simple, happy times of the Rainbow Cup.
1: Never again will we see the like.
0: But it's just Ugh. a disgrace. I know, I know we yeah, get frustrated. It's, but it's, it's genuinely a, an the...
1: embarrassing situation that, you know, yeah, you know, how much rugby has Jiffy watched recently? It's it <laughs> not, not the us call a spade a... a spade. He just doesn't watch any, you know. No, And it's, it's just it's... disgraceful. Uh, it's and and again, this is you know, rugby does need to sort of have a look at its rules and its laws, definitely. But doing does it that on, all the fucking the, time, on, anyway. I yeah, exactly. love the yeah, they really exactly. say that as
0: if it hasn't been an ongoing transmogrification <laughs> process since about like, 1996.
1: Like, yeah, but acting like that's required after one bad game, you know, they did it again in the autumn. You know, autumn internationals last year, it was rugby shit. You need to change the rules, It's like or. Oh, <laughs> Or it's Maybe. just a difficult time yeah, at
0: the minute. Or it's just a bad game, you know? Or you've just watched one Wales game, you lazy fucking bastard.
1: <laughs> uh, right, anyway, um, any shit from you? Of oh, course, have I got some shits this but week. We haven't um, fucking rinsed, did you, the you? We haven't already, uh, Yeah, well, no, no, this is the problem. I mean, this has been a real fucking bleak week to be a rugby <laughs> union fan. So I'm going to start with Jamie fucking Cudmore. Oh... When you're employed by a rugby union, right, you think you'd have some sense to not actively troll one of the teams of that rugby union on social media. And even if you were that stupid, you'd hope if you were a decent human being that you'd not do that by making jokes that belittle both survivors of abuse, uh, both recent and historical. (laughs) Um, But I guess that's too much to hope for for rugby union because he did all of that in... For some reason, because he's got to be in his bonnet about the kind of women's sevens team, having a go at his mate. It would seem. having a go at his mate, and yeah, obviously he's got sacked now, quite right too.
0: But, some people are moaning about that. Yeah, and I work for. Of, I work if, if I went on my to my local. If I if I went on public media and said that I didn't agree with the decision that my employer had made and slagged off that decision and slugged off the people that work for it. I would get sacked. Yeah, this is same. not a complicated scenario. This is not a result of council culture. That would have happened 20 years ago. That would yeah. have happened 30 years ago. If you wrote to the newspaper and slagged <laughs> off your employer and the people who there you would have got sacked. Yeah. It's not hard. Leaving aside the yeah. fact that the fact that he chose to publicize was just fucking disgusting. There's no need for it anyway. Just as a general point. This is not yeah. council culture. This no. is perfectly normal employee relations <laughs> and disciplinary procedures. Yeah.
1: Um, and then the other side of the shit coin yeah. is the Shannon Frizzell situation, Ooh. which, let's just lay out the facts here, right? <laughs> All Blacks got into an altercation with a woman who's a student, by the way, at a bar. He then slapped her, then he punched her, And then he punched a male friend of hers while he was minding his own business on his phone outside the bar and basically cold-cocked him. Uh, And then sent a woman on the the same woman a message on Instagram that said, fuck you, B-Word. Tell your friend to hide. I'm going to fuck everyone's up. Fucked with the wrong guy. And for this, all of which he's admitted to now, by the way, um, he's been suspended for two games by the All Blacks. Now, we all know that the All Blacks were similarly very soft on Sevi Reese a few years ago when his domestic violence
0: thing came up. And what happened to no dickheads? Well, it's because it's no dickheads, asterisk, asterisk, unless we want them to play. Yeah, no
1: dickheads, however, cunts are welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that it? Women beating cunts, welcome. It's two fucking matches, man.
0: They should be. If they're going to go this route, right, which is fucking awful anyway, but if they are going to go this route, they should be fucking vocally attaching their brand to survivor charities and organisations and uh, some of the, I can't remember what it's called, the She Is Not Your Rehab, whatever it's called, uh, the amazing work being done by that um, uh, Maori guy. Or something like that. Pick some, they should, instead of fucking showing videos of how much their values are lifting bags off fucking... Yeah, coaches. I didn't, I didn't they should be. They should be aligning that brand against something that's actually going to make some fucking real impact in the cat. Yeah, and and make these. And
1: players...
0: they should make them go and fucking yeah. face down people who survived yeah. in a safe environment because it's fucking disgusting.
1: It's like I didn't think it was possible for me to be more despairing and despondent about rugby union this week, and then I read this, and it was just like, well. F- Honestly, what is the fucking point? and yeah, the all blacks are the biggest brand in rugby. they are arguably rugby's only global brand, and it's just an embarrassment it's an embarrassment to awesome. everyone,
0: yeah <sighs> so basically you know that if you're a professional all black if you're an all black, you can base you you can hit a woman admit it, and get a two game ban. That's yeah. the upshot of this. Yeah. Not even a which bad is, suspension. Which is, which is which, slightly, I'm not being yeah.
1: funny, is less than you get for punching someone on the field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you even go? I don't know. Anyway, the I Lose on with shit. Mm. Speaking of other shits, have you got any more? Or can I go to Twitter now?
1: No. No, let's go to Twitter.
0: James McKay Mount says, Shit, is this Lions Tour turning out to represent everything I'm beginning to hate about the game? From Razzie ref-basing South African fans being humorous cunts to the where X player drop all the Scots. I'm pretty close to being over this sport. i run out of breath there. Pretty close to being over this sport at the moment. I hope we've clarified that we're not in that in that uh, thing, James. Dave Pritchard gets in touch. He says, shit, he's realising that Gatland isn't some kind of demigod. Is this the first time we've ever watched him get both team and tactics spectacularly wrong? No, no, it isn't, Dave. No, not at all. He's definitely had a couple of howlers against Ireland. Oh fuck! God, he's quite, you know
1: he's quite often got you know the first test against the All Blacks three years ago he got everything wrong. Everything wrong.
0: Yeah. Uh, every game against Australia for ten years. Yes. Every game <laughs> no, against though, the All Blacks yeah, for ten years. I, I yeah. do think because he's gone away now, because but it's the trouble with the Lions um, context, isn't it? Same with McGeechan. McGeechan mm. is this incredible coach. We've asked lots of people, Scottish fans, for example, they'll maybe not agree with you quite so much. Yes just to give you one example but because you've done well as a lion and you've won a series you're automatically and he is a great coach Gatland but yeah. nobody's fucking imper- impervious everyone has a show.
1: bad everyone has a bad day at the office sometimes and you know gets it all wrong and to be honest yeah. the players deserve a fucking to take some right, of yeah. the blame there as well
0: <laughs> Gareth Price says shit is missing the game because I play cricket Saturdays and the forecasted the rain was. stayed away and we lost to a bunch of wankers he said, uh, good was missing the game because I play cricket on Saturdays so in the fourth <laughs> light, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Uh, Mary Williams gets in touch and says, shit is men's rugby, but good is women's yeah. rugby. Yes, uh, i agree. Said, Things are getting pretty grim in the old men's rugby universe. We should remember women's rugby on and off the field has been class, men's not so much in some ways. Yes. I'm sure we'll come on to some of that stuff in good. What's we going to get to? We're going to do good now. Do you want to start us off in good, Josh?
1: Yeah, well, it's following on from what Mary said that good is – the sevens at the Olympics, because yeah, obviously, Andy you know, Payne agrees are,
0: with you in the in the Twitter and the uh, on the Facebook group.
1: We quite often poo poo the value of sevens on this pod because it's silly. I do, yeah, yeah. But honestly, the Olympic tournament, especially and especially the women's tournament, was such a fucking tonic. To everything yeah. that was happening in the men's game, I this week. clarify.
0: I don't poo poo. I just don't watch it. I don't. I, I don't find myself enjoying that much when I want to watch it. But I understand mm. lots of people do like it. And it's a good, incredibly good shop window for the sport. I get that.
1: Yeah, and I agree. You know, I agree with you to the extent. I think that you know, it is. It it doesn't feel as much like rugby, <laughs> really. Yeah. The sevens. It's fine. It's fun, but it's not rugby union. I don't think. But. As a palate cleanser for the rank toxicity of the men's game this week. You know, somebody like Ruby Tui, you know, just...
0: wasn't that wonderful? Every time I watch it, I just smile.
1: Or fucking Jazz Joyce just being brilliant and awesome and scoring tries with a smile on her face. I just, you know... Or Fiji doing the Fiji thing, you know, in both men's and women's. And, you know... uh, Another lovely fucking moment when they won the gold medal again. You know, it's it was. It, it's pulled. I think it saved a lot of us and pulled a lot of us back from the fucking but brink.
0: All we need with this is Fiji singing at every game. <laughs> it's very and true.
1: Yeah,
0: it's just a wonderful thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Speaking of other good stuff that's not linked to the horrible stuff, but in the men's game, um, to the MLR final, John Ryberg, hmm. the Giltini Center who is from Texas and discovered Rugby <sighs> University, scored two tries. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely yep. timing of his running off Gitto's shoulder, which I imagine it does mm-hmm. make the job easier when you're running off Matt Gitto. Yeah. He also picked up the last ball on the Adam Ashley Cooper offload. Um, and also has a very, very strong created player on a PS1 game vibe about him. Because he's about five he ten yeah, yeah. and massive and the, like a big chunk of a thing, <laughs> but runs really quick and changes direction really quick. Like you've set all the settings wrong on him. Yeah, but he's great. Really enjoyed him. That game. I said that, that is game, Clarence
1: you. Beef Tank incarnate.
0: Yeah, but like a mini version of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's um, if you haven't seen the game yet, then I recommend. I heartily recommend everyone go and have a look at it. Have a look at the highlights on YouTube because it's it was it's a nice tonic to what was admittedly a fucking terrible game. That, on yeah. that I quite yeah. enjoyed, but it was, you know, empirically a terrible game of rugby in many, many ways. <laughs> um, any more good from you? Uh,
1: no, I mean, it, there's not been a lot of good to talk about this week, really.
0: <laughs> so, Andy Payne echoes your point. The rugby sevens at the Olympics provided some brilliant moments and a welcome relief from the toxicity. Rob JM says, Good is Joanne and back in the Springbok squad. Class player, a monster, and a great player to watch. He said, But shit is obviously that he's back in the. Squad from a British point of view, British and Irish point of view. Martin Lewis says, good is the Roots rugby statement about Cudmore's criticism of the Olympic team. It demonstrated both dignity and respect while demonstrating complete opposition to his views. Other rugby organisations who have a circle wank over rugby values while demonstrating none of them could learn a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, I did see that. She was, uh, it's Mel probably who's tweeting from the Roots rugby account
1: yeah and you it's, know it
0: must hit pretty close to home for them, so they'd be quite if I was them, I'd be calling them yes cunt when the somebody place. says
1: something you know says something like I can Canada decolonize ninth place? you know the fucking spitefulness of it, hmm. it must be pretty hard to fucking take, and to have that level of grace and sort of control is remarkable, I think, yeah I think. Uh, I'd call Alice- them a cunt- Yeah,
0: me too. Alistair, I call people I'm not even that upset with, that word. Um, (laughs) Alistair Vickers gets in touch. He says, good is the excitement and anticipation leading up to the Lions series, but shit is the Lions series itself. Yes, I think we covered some of that earlier, didn't we? Johnny says, good is Ilona Maher on TikTok, a US Sevens athlete doing a huge amount to raise awareness of rugby among young Americans, big viewing figures on NBC that she's getting credited for hopefully see it cross over into MLR and women's 15s. TikTok is bringing a different crowd to the usual Red Chino Brigade. Do they have the Red That'd Chino nice, Brigade in America?
1: I mean, I think with the accessory of a, a sweater tied around their shoulders. Or a sport yeah. coat. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't um, know what a sport coat is. It's a
0: blazer. It's a tweed uh, blazer, I think. Yeah. But I bet people laughed you when you had that dream, didn't they? Didn't they? Um, was it? Hober, people <laughs> laughed at me when I was, when I was the first wealthy man in America to wear jeans and a sport coat. Sport now they all do it. <laughs> uh, Toby Baker, no, sorry, James Gork Rogers. Gork Rogers says, "Good is the MLR, yes, absolutely. Toby Baker says, "Good is South Africa. They absolutely outplayed the Lions in the second half." Yes, Toby, I agree. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, clear everything else aside, they deserve to boss that second half.
1: Oh, fucking hell. Absolutely no complaints about the results. Jesus. they, Yeah.
0: And uh, Benyamino, Benyamino Gregorio says, good is Ruby. Good yeah. is Jasmine Joyce. Good is the women's sevens in general. And good is Fiji winning another gold. I tried to pad a lot of nice, good stuff in at the end. Because I think we yeah. needed a bit of cheering up, didn't we? We did a bit, didn't we? I think that will be us.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: So we've got the... Uh... The other, Phil Lewis has correctly identified uh, that that was Scorpio I, Scorpio, I was talking yeah. about. Yeah,
1: I don't know he was.
0: Uh, I hope this gets you a bit closer to your dream, Homer. Oh, the Denver <laughs> Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, at the end yes. of all that, thank you very much, everyone. And we will speak to you all probably later this week. And then it's one more game. And then it's the big decider. And we'll review all that next week. Thanks, everybody. And goodbye. Bye.